Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace, where I think it's one of the most interesting shows on the internet because we get to interview people who are everyday people in all kinds of careers, and we hear how their faith is impacting their career in powerful ways, and we're seeing a difference in their lives. And it's been inspiring me, especially some of the current, most recent episodes. Go back because they're evergreen. Go back and listen to some. If you're at a place where you need hope and you need faith, you're going to love them. But who's on our show today, Bob? Oh, Sean, um, you're going to love this guy. His name is Josiah DeGuara. Um, He's a football player. He yes. grew up in Folsom, California, which is just outside of Sacramento. He was a three-sport star. He went to the wow. University of Cincinnati, and he's a tight end there. He was in his uh, last year. He was all AAC, and then he got uh, he he got drafted by the Green Bay Packers, and he's wow. played there for three years. He's been through a lot of adversity and some injuries, and the stories that we're going to hear from a 25-year-old man are going to blow you away at the wisdom that he has. I love that. And I love that even in their season right now, the Packers are not having their best season right now. And he's speaking to us out of that place of just what he's gone through and what he's going through. We know that, you know, football has its ups and downs. Some seasons you might have a hard season. The next season you might be winning the NFL Super Bowl. You never know. But I love that he took the time to talk to us today or he's taking the time to talk to us today. And he's up next. We have the lowest discounts we've ever done on our online store at bullsministries.com because I love to resource you on your journey into hearing God's voice and operating the prophetic in your church, your business, and your family. I have books, we have master classes and curriculums at our website. And for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're gonna get 40% off. Head there now for Christmas presents that are gonna change your life and also expand our ministry reads. Thanks for going. Welcome back to the show. We have Josiah DeGuara here, and I'm so excited to talk to you. The NFL season is, you know, it's it's a little ways in and you guys are playing on the Packers and it's just an exciting season right now. It's I know it's been a little bit hard. We're, we're asking for prayer for the Packers. Yes. But how amazing in a career in the NFL to be in this day and this time when we need sports like never before. I don't know about you, but I, I need sports. So I'm so glad you're doing this. But welcome to the show. No, I, I agree, man. It's a blessing. I need sports as well. So I'm with you. But yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm excited to join the show. Well, Josiah, um, you know, I followed your career from Folsom High School to the Bearcats at Cincinnati. And man, what a great team you had there uh, and to the Packers. And I'm just so excited you're on with us. And I'd love to just start at the beginning. Um, and when did you, I mean, obviously for all of us, athletics is huge and we all want to be what you are, a pro, a pro player. <laughs> That's true. Um, so tell us kind of the God story about how this all came about. Yeah. So like you said, I'm from Folsom, California, which is, you know, about 30 minutes outside Sacramento and grew up there and had some great success in high school, growing up in sports, basketball, football, baseball. Um, but ultimately in high school, decided I want to play football um, and, and figured out I had the best chance to go as far as I could in that, in that sport. And um, so the God story really starts uh, when I just started, when I decided I wanted to pursue football um, and initially try to get a scholarship and go play um, in division in division one college football. And 
I, uh, like I said, we were pretty successful. Had a lot of guys on my team that were going to division one, had a lot of guys setting records and I, and I was playing well, but the, but the offers weren't coming. And for those who don't know what that means, um, when you're coming out of high school and, uh, a, a college football team wants you to come to their school, they're offer you a, a full ride scholarship to come to their school and play football. And, um, I was having a lot of success on the field, but I wasn't seeing any offers coming in. So I was kind of confused and what was going on. And, uh, really I only had a half scholarship to UC Davis, which is right down the road, about an hour from Sacramento and, uh, really was going to commit there. Me and my dad, we went on an official visit there. We were riding home. We, you know, we loved it. We were like, man, I think this is the place where I'm going to go. I get a call from the university of Cincinnati and it's the often, and it's the offensive line coach. And, uh, I didn't know this, but he's actually good friends with a family friend I grew up with that, uh, my little sister played soccer with his daughter and, uh, he sent them out my film and they watched it. They were in need of a tight end that year. And, um, they, they decided to, um, send me on an official visit. Me and my dad went all the way to Southwest Ohio, which I had no idea where that was <laughs> at the time. And, uh, being from California, you would know, you don't really know where Ohio is besides maybe Ohio state. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially Cincinnati had no idea, but we fly all the way across the country, not, not knowing what to expect, not really, um, just really just excited to go out there for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, we, we get dinner with the coaching staff and, and after dinner, they offered me a full ride scholarship. Wow. And, you know, I go back to my, my hotel, me and my dad FaceTime, my sister and my mom. And, uh, there were a lot of tears cause I was going all the way across the country, but yeah. really we all, we all prayed about it. And really felt like this was a God thing that God um, had sent me this opportunity. Um, so that's where it initially started. I, I went all the way across the country to the University of Cincinnati, and um, that's where it initially started. And had uh, had a lot of ups and downs throughout um, my career at Cincinnati. Um, had a lot of ups and downs with my relationship with the Lord. Was kind of living the college lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but really, um, had a conversation, you know, with my dad, with my uh, accountability partners, with my community about halfway through college, and really just decided to go all in for the Lord halfway through college, and just saw amazing Wait, stop things. There for a second, because like, all what right. made you go all in for the Lord halfway through college? Because I mean, that's like NFL guys, or I shouldn't say NFL at that point, but college football players don't have the best reputation for going all in for the Lord. So that's like a huge statement. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really just felt a conviction on my life. Like, like my dad grew up or I grew up in the church. Um, my dad was a pastor my whole life. So I, I grew up with God in my life. And, um, when I got to college, um, I was kind of on the teetering point of half in half out. And really when I got to college, it was like, man, so much stuff in my face. So I was like, yeah. I wasn't strong and I wasn't strong in my faith. So I lean, you know, towards, towards the world to a certain extent yeah. and kind of two years later, I had a lot of people. And I wasn't, I wasn't not going to church. I wasn't not going to Bible studies. That was always a part of my life, but I was living one way on Sundays and the rest of the way through the rest of the week, you know? So it was one of those kind of situations. And I had um, a good friend on my team who would always invite me to church. He would hold me accountable. He would um, really encourage me, you know, to take my faith seriously. And one day I just felt a conviction. It was the middle of summer. I think it was 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. And, um, I just felt a conviction. I, I gave him a call, kind of just told him how I was feeling, confessed to him. And, and he, you know, like, like Jesus, man, he was there with open arms. He wasn't judging me. He wasn't looking mm-hmm. at me, looking down upon me. He just said, man, I'm, I'm glad you're making this decision. And from mm-hmm. then on, um, 
I saw God open so many doors. Um, I was able to start a student athlete Bible study with a couple of my teammates and a couple other student athletes at the school host Bible studies, um, for the football team, see close friends, close teammates come to the Lord. And, um, God just opened so many doors, um, throughout my college career there at the university of Cincinnati. And that was an amazing experience and something I'll never forget. But little did I know going back, you know, if I was going to go to UC Davis about an hour away, you know, but then seeing what God had in store mm. three years later, going into my sophomore year at the university, university of Cincinnati and seeing my best man in my wedding coming up in March, come to the Lord while I was in college wow. and seeing all, all these different things, amazing things happening on, on my campus. It was, it was just, um, an amazing thing to be a part of. And I'm so grateful God placed me there. Um, so that, that was kind of my college experience and then had some success. Um, and do you guys, when we go on to the NFL, go into that? Well, <laughs> well, one of the things before we go there, one of the things that's interesting is we never know what God's plans are. And, yeah. and here you're testifying about the fact that you, you could see what his plan is and you had, you had success off the field and on the field. Um, all of us are always trying to build teams where we want that team atmosphere. We want to be with the fellows and, and we can only imagine what it would be like, you know, at the college level or pro level, but how did it work with in the fellowship, you, you found believers and, and all of a sudden you had people who it sounds like are lifelong friends now. And, and what is it like sharing your faith in that type of a competitive atmosphere? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me that I try to preach to so many people that are in high school and in college and student athletes and just um, believers in general is, is that aspect of community because I know how hard it was for me in college when I didn't have that to um, do it, try to do it by myself, try to lean on my own strength. And that strength really comes from the Lord, but also it comes from the people that the Lord puts in your life. And that's why community and accountability partners and mentors, whatever it may be, those things are so important to the Christian walk because we can't, we can't do it by ourselves. It's so hard in times um, and in certain times that where you're struggling to, to lean on your faith alone, it's leaning on God, but it's also leaning on um, your fellow, your, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And from that point, that's where, you know, you get the courage to start talking to your teammates and you get the courage to start um, having a bunch of, you know, 10, 20 people in your, in your collegiate dorm hosting Bible studies, like that's where that strength comes from. It's all from God. Um, wow. and it, I'm a bless. Uh, it's a blessing to be able to look back now and you're in it when you're in it, you're like, man, this is, um, this is kind of my normality, but you look at the collegiate student athlete space and it is happening around the country, but it's not, it's not super normal to have that, you know, seeing, um, close teammates and stuff come to the Lord. So I'm just super grateful that I was able to experience that, you know, in, in my collegiate experience. Wow. So then you're in your college experience and you're thinking about going forward even further. How did you make the jump from college to NFL? Yeah. So the football aspect of it, um, I didn't really play a lot my first three years in college. So I played five seasons total in college. I didn't play my redshirt freshman year and then I played four seasons 
and uh, didn't play the the whole first three years, really a little bit special teams off and on, maybe a few plays here and there. And then really going into my junior year, there was a position battle. The, the starter had left and I was, you know, trying to become the starting tight end and, you know, ended up winning that position battle. And from then on, just had a very favorable and successful, you know, back end of my career last two years, um, set the receiving, uh, yeah set the catches record at the university of Cincinnati for tight ends wow. and uh, just saw a lot of favor in that area. And really I would say after my junior year is when I started thinking, okay, like maybe this NFL thing, you know, might be a, an actual opportunity because really like growing up, of course I wanted to go to the NFL, right? Like it's every kid's dream. It's, it was my dream from when I was a young age, you know, to either go to the NBA or NFL, like a lot of um, young boys is. But really after my junior year, you know, agents started calling me. I started seeing my name on different types of, of lists when it mm. pertains to the NFL draft. And for me, it was kind of eye-opening because until <laughs> then, <laughs> until then I had I'd, I'd barely played any snaps going into my junior year. So um when I saw that, I'm like, man, like I'm I'm going for this. Yeah. And uh obviously um ended up having a a great senior year, I'm blessed by that. And then that is when, uh, from that point on, went into the NFL draft process. And that that is a whirlwind of a process as well, but had favor throughout that whole point. God blessed me throughout that and ended up being a, a third-round pick in 2020. And and to be able to say that now is is still unbelievable three years later. Yes. Um, but it's just a blessing to be be where I am. And it's still, it's still hard for me to believe. It's hard for me to say, but I'm just grateful for this platform. And, and I try to use it to the best of my best of my ability. It's so amazing, Josiah. So let's talk about your resiliency and your stick to and you, you had and you had some injuries in college and in the pros. And talk to us, talk us through what that's like when when your body is how you're making your money. Yeah, it's uh it's tough to overcome for sure. I think in in college, um, I did have a few injuries, but the injuries weren't at a point in my career where it was like a very pivotal point if that yeah. makes sense like mm-hmm. my I tore I tore my shoulder my freshman year but I probably wasn't going to play too much and then I broke my hand my sophomore year but um was playing you know 10 snaps a game so that that was a little bit more tough but still you know it's a broken hand it is what it is you, you play with it you keep <laughs> it's going a broken and, hand, it's a broken yeah, hand. <laughs> it's a broken hand. You, you wrap it up you get the club and they throw <laughs> you out there um but then going into my uh, like I said, I had a lot of success last two years, get drafted third round going into my rookie year. I'm, I'm on a high, like I'm, I'm like the last two years, like no one, no one could touch me. I'm like feeling on top of the world. Yeah. And, um, then I had a great first game, uh, my rookie season and, uh, played really well. Like first start at a, at a, for the first start at tight end for the Packers, I think, um, since the early two thousands, maybe. And, uh, I, I, uh, hurt my ankle the first game, but it was at the end of the game. So sat out the next two, but then my fourth game, my rookie year, um, kind of got thrown in at the end of the game, coming back from my injury and, and ended up blowing out my knee. No. So, um, yeah, it was the fourth game of my rookie season blew out my knee. And I, and let me tell you, I was devastated Yeah. and, uh, went into everything, everything starts going through your head, you know, why me? why did this happen? Like, why, why was I out there? You're mad at everybody that 
had anything to do with it, you know, trying to blame people and stuff like that. And it was a really tough thing um, to overcome. It really was. And anybody Did it that feel like it was going to be career ending at the time, like when you blew it out? Or was it like, okay, I'm still going to make it? Did you know? No, I didn't think it was going to be career ending. Um, the I tore three ligaments in my knee. Um, but three. the main one, yeah, just three. <laughs> but uh, I tore my ACL. So, but yeah. nowadays ACL, it's it's not as... Um, hard to come back from it's still a, you know almost a year-long process but I it wasn't going through my mind that my career was over no um, but it was going through my mind I mean if you look back at that year it's it was COVID right so I just moved out to Wisconsin Green Bay um, if, if you've never been here there's not much to do um, it's COVID so very very strict about who can come visit you family um, my girlfriend at the time no one could come visit me so I was very lonely and I was somewhat, I definitely was somewhat in a state of depression. I was, mm-hmm. um, I was hurting and I was, and anybody that goes through that, I think at some point at a, to a certain extent, it is healthy, um, to feel that hurt because it, if, if it doesn't hurt, then it doesn't mean anything to you. And it, it, yeah. it meant a lot to me and it, it hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was just kind of struggling and I, I wasn't blaming God, but I was, um, I wasn't like really walking with him through it just because I was upset. I didn't know what to turn to, but my family, um, super supportive through the whole thing. They really carried me through that. And then ultimately leaning on my faith carried me through that as well. And um, a a big thing that helped me was my mom's friend. um, She actually sent me, she sent me some flowers and she sent me this book. And this book uh, is called Detours by Tony Evans. And um, I don't yeah, I don't know if you've read it, but she sent me this book and this book has has changed my life. And ultimately, the theme of this book is God using detours, adversity, whatever it may be um, that happened in your life to ultimately have uh, ultimately have you find his destiny for your life. And that that um, thought change for me was huge because this this thing that happened to me, this injury, it messed up my plans for my life. Like in the in, for that year, it messed up um, the plans that I had. I planned to be all rookie team and all these different kinds of goals I had, and those were all my plans, but they weren't God's plans. Wow. And that's what kind of put that in perspective was reading this book and these detours that we go through. They're ultimately um, not, God doesn't really God doesn't make every detour and every adversity in our life. Like life happens. We live in a simple world. Um, so when we come to blame God, it's not always God having this happen to us because we live in a simple world. There's, there's consequences and there's different things that just happen in this life. And during this thing that I was going through, I really had to look to God and say, God, what, what is your plan with this? And what is your destiny through this for me? Um, and that's what really carried me through this whole thing. And and now this book, anybody that gets a long-term injury on my team, uh, I have, you know, four or five of them with me now. I, I give them this book and just tell them, you know, this really carried me through, this helped me through um, because God's there through it all, through the ups and the downs of this career. Um, God's the only steady thing that that is with me through it and is with us as players through it. Um, so that's I do want to go players. back just a little bit too, though, because I love that. I love Dr. Tony Evans. He's so amazing. Yeah. Um, when you go back into, you read the book, it's changing your frame of mind because you're kind of getting some alignment in your spirit and your kind of your core. What was the tipping point as you're reading the book to go, I'm going to hope for this. I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Like, 
do you remember like was it a, was there a day a moment or was it more like it just happened over that season of time of kind of getting reset i think it was just a season of time mm-hmm. um and i say that because like i said it was during the the covid the whole yeah, COVID pandemic yeah. so i'm as as my teammates are going to practice i'm already done with my rehab and i'm going home for 10 hours so i'm spending a lot wow. of time by myself so it it has given me um, a lot of, it gave me a lot of time to think, but it's also given me, th- that time has also given me things that I use to this day from a standpoint of journaling. Journaling was huge during that time. Just, just writing my thoughts on paper, mm-hmm. um, being vulnerable with myself, because a lot of times we talk about being vulnerable with other people and mm-hmm. opening up to other people. But for me, journaling was big because I'm, I'm battling on my mind, right? I'm, I'm a football player. I'm a tough, uh, quote unquote, tough guy. And when you, when I go back and forth in my head, I'm like, no, this isn't really bothering me. Like, and I'm struggling internally. Right. But I'm, I'm kind of putting it to the side. Like I'm fine. I'm getting through it. Um, you know, I can barely walk, but I'll be, I'll be all right. And then, but when you write that for me, when I wrote, you know, everything I was dealing with on a piece of paper, I was honest with myself. I was honest with God. That's what really um, carried me through that time because I was able to be vulnerable with myself, say, Hey, this is how I really feel. Um, Let me pray about these things. Let me rely on God's strength to carry me through this, this time. And that's what really, really got me through that whole, uh, that whole time period in my life. And then, like you said before, you have a strong community, accountability partners and mentors that I'm sure you were leaning on through it. And they were encouraging you through the time, which is which is so important when you just don't know what's going on when you're when your body's failing you. Talk to us about we've got a few minutes left. I'd, I'd love to know, as a believer in in the business of football with contracts and trades and all the things that you deal with. How has that, how has your faith in that allowed you to move forward? Yeah. And we we were talking about that before, but just the business side of football is not um, something that a lot of people think they see us on TV. They see us um, practicing and playing throughout the year. Um, But the business side of it is the cutthroat side. It's the side no one really wants to address because it is, it is a tough business. And there's at any time, like I could get a call right now and I could, have to fly across the country to another team because I was just traded or I could get cut and have to go back home. And that's just the reality of the NFL. Right. And, and I know how stressful that sounds and it is, it could be stressful at times. I know I've been blessed to be in one place for three years or going on three years now. And that's a blessing. And I'm grateful to be in this position because I've had, I know we just picked up a guy from the Colts who's been on four different teams this year. So he's been in four different cities. His wife has traveled to four different places with their kid. Right. So this is, this is a cutthroat cutthroat business. And that's just the reality of what it is. Um, but, and, and a lot of, a lot of times we, as football players, we always talk about controlling what we can control mm-hmm. and that is a huge aspect of it. So I just try to control the controllables, whatever I'm, I'm able to come to the facility every day, control my effort, control my attitude. Um, but also through that, I know that God's in control it's not just the things that I can control. I know yeah. that God's in control. I know that he um, is uh, through the whole situation. He, he has it covered. Right. So that's where yeah. I find my peace. That's where I find my peace. That's where I find uh, my strength from, because through that he gives me peace 
that I know that no matter what happens, he's in control. And as long as I put my faith and my trust in him, um, then, then I'll be all good. And, and I can, like I said, I can find peace within that. Wise words from a young man, Sean. That's right. I mean, everything you're saying, it's like, yeah. it's what you want to hear. It's, it's the, the progression of walking with God and just yeah. leaning into him and trusting him through, especially in this season. I mean, going through COVID as an NFL player, starting out your career, the resilience you probably have just from that with that injury. I think I'm just, I'm looking forward to 10 years from now, what, what you'll be doing, Josiah, and just seeing mm-hmm. you, just because the NFL needs people like you. The NFL needs people who are going to do it right and have that place of character alongside and, and family. I'm so proud and happy that you're getting married. It's just family and establishing that root system in sports is so powerful right now when there is so many obstacles and there's so many inherent business practices that aren't necessarily the best that happened to you guys. And so I'm so, I'm so excited to hear your story. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah. Josiah, it's been an honor having you on and you have a 40,000 new fans now. And, uh, <laughs> and how do we, how do we follow you? Where do we find you? Uh, that kind of thing. You're active on social media. I know you are. Yeah, I'm somewhat active. I, uh, on Instagram, it's just my full name at Josiah DeGuara. And then on uh, on Twitter, it's just at Josiah D5. So that's where you can find me. I'm more active on Instagram. Um, but during the season, try to stay off it as much as I can. But, you know, you got to interact with fans and, and post some encouraging things every now and then. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We, we really, really appreciate you. Bob, you and I are passionate about people in the marketplace being equipped to hear God's voice. And so we put together a book. Tell us about it. It's called Wired to Hear. And 99% of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace. And it's very practical, but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps. Great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think with the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving, you're going to feel the both of us together, something synergized that's really beautiful. And it's just for you. Get wired to hear at bullsministries.com with business leaders just like you who are sharing their process of hearing God's voice, how they are wired to hear. And it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations. They're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice. Get your book today. Welcome back to Explore the Marketplace. Bob, we just had Josiah. That was pretty amazing to hear an NFL player who has so much resilience and has made the choices he's had. It was pretty profound to me because I've had a lot of friends who are athletes in the past and it feels like their ups and downs are ups and downs away from the Lord and then with the Lord away from the Lord. But it really sounds like he tried to walk as tightly as he could with God the whole time. That was so encouraging. I think in his case, he has, you know, amazing relationship with his parents and, and that relationship with his parents allowed what an 18, 19, 20 year old, to make a decision uh, in college at, at, at his lowest point to really follow the Lord. Yeah. I know when I was 20 years old, 18, 19, 20 years old, that, you know, it was hard to make that decision. And, and there he did it. And uh, I, w- I was so impressed with his resilience. I mean, how did, wasn't it funny, Sean, when he said, oh yeah, I just had a broken hand and they wrapped it up and then I had a club and they threw me back out there. <laughs> and those were only three of the injuries. I'm sure there's like three or four more. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's funny because people right now, obviously like he went through that during COVID, you know, right. As far as his big injury in the NFL, I think it's so many people who are going through, I mean, some of you are watching right now, listening right now, you're going through 
recession mm-hmm. issues, you're going through yes. issues in your industry, or you're going through things that take great resilience. I love when we get to hear a story like this, because even though we may not be NFL players, it may be a career as a doctor or a career as a lawyer or a career as an entrepreneur, you can borrow that kind of the theme of resilience, the theme of like overcoming the theme of you might go through something that's hard, but all of a sudden there's, there's these turning points. I love how God brought him a book from Dr. Tony Evans, like in the middle of a season that uh, of recovering really that brought him into a place of change. And the, the book detours, this is a great book. I think for us, like we have to expect that God will bring us all the way. He's not just the author, but he's the finisher of our faith. That's Hebrews cool. 12 verse two. I think he'll always bring us all the way, but there is those moments where you don't feel like he's going to bring you further. I know you and I have faced those ourselves. So it's mm-hmm. just so powerful to hear another story about that. And it was powerful at, at, at his age. He's, He's 25 years old. His whole life's in front of him. And the Lord has always already spoken to him in ways that, you know, people who are older haven't heard. And I, and I know for me, this resilience, uh, this, this ability, it's not how many times you're knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. And he's a perfect example of that. And, and to see, and to see that uh, in his character was so amazing. And as a businessman and as a believer, when I see someone doing that, I, I always equate things to where I'm at. And and uh, I talk to lots of business people, lots of entrepreneurs. Sean, I know you do too. I know on our Exploring the Marketplace podcast, we have lots and lots of people listening, looking for the courage to get back up. And yeah. one of the things I love that he said was, is that he had this great support system from his parents to friends and mentors and believers. And I just think that's so important. And you and I have talked about that over and over again. Well, and I feel like the, the older you get, the harder it is to build those people. So if, if people can be intentional now, I mean, I think that the mistake many people make when they get into their career, or when, especially if you're a business owner, is you end up becoming friends with all your employees or the people you hire or the people who are just coworkers. And then as soon as you leave that job, you're no longer friends with them because you were only, it's like that kind of college fraternities. It's like, your friends, but your friends, you know, you're not like, you're not doing life with them. So I think it's really important to have that community like he talked about, which was through his church and through his parents, through family, through friends that weren't in the NFL with them necessarily, although those could be good friends too. But it's people who he's going to do life with that are actual community versus people he just worked with. I think that's a real key to building, you know, that long-term resilience. If you're going to make it, you have to have people who are not in the career with you, who when you're failing, they're failing or, or they're competitive with you or whatever else or it's just a career choice for them. And so when they get traded somewhere else, you never talk to them again. And there's something about that covenantial friendship that you talk about a lot mm-hmm. of just having people you do life with that you choose. So even though we couldn't see them during coronavirus, they were still, they were still a lifeline. It's amazing. I, one of the questions that you and I get a lot is, how do I find a mentor or an advisor in fill in the blank in the tech space? That's like the number one question. We get. Yes. <laughs> and, and what we always say is you're not looking for mentors in that specific space. You're looking for people who you, who you trust, who believe in you, who have wisdom. Yeah. They don't have to be in the same space that you're in. Absolutely. It's so, it's such an interesting thing. So like for Josiah, you know, I'm sure he has a, a mentor or two in the NFL, but there's only a finite amount of NFL players. He has to go outside that to find yeah. you know, mentors and advisors in other places. Yeah. And if we're going to actually build that community, if we're going to build the upward kind of the upline of, of relationships who can speak in our life and yeah. just the peer to peer friendships too. It's, 
I just think we have to trust God. He's going to bring the right people in our life, but then invest into him when we start to feel that God chemistry, not the natural chemistry, but the God chemistry of like, right. yeah, there's so something good. in this. There's something I got to, I got to really press into this. I mean, it's like, to me, that could save you years because we, we, you and I both meet a lot of lonely people, mm-hmm. lonely on the top who had, didn't build that community. They, they built their career, their purpose. They built employee to employee relationships. But again, they didn't build that yeah. lasting relationship where people care about their kids football game or soccer game that they, they built that relationship where people care about their numbers. And that's like, that's really hard. I've learned so much from you about that, about, about building the God relationships, about hearing God, about the God story. You know, you've taught so beautifully on that and hearing God. And so it's just, it's just a pleasure when we get to interview you know, such a young man and, and we hear he's on the same quest in the march. Yeah. Well, we have a lot more in store for you on these episodes. We're so excited about some of the people we're interviewing. But I also want to encourage you guys to get our book, Wired to Hear, where Bob and I teach you practically how to hear God in your career. And we talked about some of the things that even Josiah mentioned. It reminded me of our book a lot. I want to encourage you to go to bowlsministries.com and get Wired to Hear today or get it at Amazon. There's an Audible version. There's a Kindle version. You have no excuse not to get it because it's everywhere. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for being a part today. Yep. See you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.